0: praise the Lord today is the beginning of a new series that I'm starting probably only maybe three parts I'm hoping it will be done in three parts I don't want it to go too long but there is a number of things that need to be shared and uh, <laughs> this is more for our congregation than for visitors do you understand yes. of course visitors can come i you know I'm they'll they'll receive I'm sure something as well but uh, you know I didn't know that I was even doing this until late last week. If I had known we were starting it this Sunday, I wouldn't have planned the healing service this Sunday because there's visitors that come for the healing service. And this is more of a family type of series. Do you understand? But that doesn't mean don't invite people. Of course, they're welcome to come. You know, it's amazing. People can get blessed and saved almost no matter what you preach because it's the Holy Spirit. It's not necessarily just the message. So I know that the visitors got healed. Praise God. And I know that they'll receive something. But this is mainly a family. This is a family discussion. And and believe me, I would much rather just teach a simple uh, Bible lesson and preach doctrine to you. That that is my preference, and that's that's what feeds the sheep. But uh, the Lord said to me, he said, now the time has come to start to share the vision. And so there is time for casting a vision in a local church and we have to embrace that, do you understand? We just had a real rich period of teaching from Pastor Nancy, so I kinda of feel like maybe she just kinda of stalked you a little bit, uh, so that, so you know, you just kinda of got full a little bit so that I can maybe not as do as deep of a teaching, but I can maybe share some vision with you over the next couple Sundays, and I believe it will help you and bless you, because if we don't know what God is saying, we can't move together in one accord and, and, as, and as a unified force into this next place, and we need to, I have to share some things with you, and I believe they're going to bless you. There's a number of things that I'm going to share. Obviously, not all of them today, but we're going to get them out over the next two, three Sundays, and I believe it will be a blessing to you. It all started back on something called the, what was the name of the boat, Lorraine? Something seas or whatever. Allure. uh, The allure of the seas. Um, It it allured us, that's for sure. Um, And so it was a wonderful cruise. It's just I just can't take 6,000 people on top of my head so i I need space and i didn't realize how crowded that cruise was going to be but it was wonderful i mean i enjoyed it it's just yes praise the lord so the allure lured us in by a deceiving spirit lured us into that boat We had a wonderful time. And uh, on, on the one of the nights there, I forget which one it was, but I think it was a Thursday or something. I can't remember. But anyway, August the 8th, whatever that was, August the 8th, uh, I, was, I was sleeping. Uh, Luke was sleeping with me and, and Jennifer and Caleb were in the adjoining suite. And uh, I was sleeping and I woke up out of a dead sleep at 2 a.m. wide awake. And uh, I heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, get your Bible. I'm going to talk to you. And I felt that anointing come on me when the anointing comes on me in a certain way. I know there is going to be a major word that, it, that he gives me. So I, I turned the little lamp on and I found my Bible and I sat there and to the lulling of the waves, <laughs> I, I started praying in the Holy Ghost and saying, Lord, what do you, what do you want to speak? And, uh, and he started talking to me. He said, I'm going to talk to you about the season called Hebron. And so, and, and then he also talked to me about the season called Jerusalem. And so if those of you that are regular attenders, you know what I'm talking about. There's a season of time when we started the church where it, it, well, really this whole thing mirrors the life of David. I didn't ask God for that. God told me that. I didn't try to search. Listen, if you try to search it out in the word and apply it to you, that's dangerous. Do you understand? But when God brings it to you and says, this is, a, this is a pattern in your life, and he authors that instruction, you can take that, but you don't try to make it a pattern in your life or you'll get into, you'll get into trouble. Because then you'll try to match your life to the pattern in the person's life that you're reading about in the Bible, but that may not be the will of God for you. But if the Holy Ghost divinely comes to you and says, there's a pattern, not everything is exact, but there are similarities between this man's life that you read and your ministry, and your life, and I want to reveal them to you, then you pay attention to that, and God had said that to us some years ago, actually in 2017, January the 12th, January the 17th, he had said that to us, and that's when all this started in in, in 2017, remember Jenny, on on that evening that we were praying, and God started to reveal things to us, anyway, so, uh, so he, you know, just to give you a I'm trying to, there's a lot to say. So I'm I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but just try to flow with me. Okay. So he said, I'm going to talk to you about Hebron. Now let me push pause because if you don't understand what Hebron is, I think most of you do, but remember, uh, he said to me in 2017, January the 17th, he said, he's, he told me about the six years. He said, there's been, there's a 15 year period. And he said this, there's a section of time. It's a phase of ministry called fifth. There's a 15 year period. And he said, when that period ends, you're going to go into a new phase of ministry. And he told me when that started he said that started when dr. Dufresne called you out in Peru He didn't know who you were and he, and, he, and he saw in the spirit of vision, and he saw your church like an anthill, and he saw thousands and thousands of ants coming from every direction in lines and in rows by rank and file. And he said, are you a pastor? And I said, no. He said, are you planning to be a pastor? And I said, no. He said, well, I don't know what this means then, but I see your, your future church. And he said, I see thousands upon thousands coming, and they're coming like ants. Anyway, so that was a public thing. And the Lord started to reveal to me in January 17th, 2017. He said that was the marking. That was the beginning of a prophetic word. uh, When a certain anointing came on you, because that, that was a private, it was a public setting, but it was private because nobody knew who I was. He didn't even know who I was. So it wasn't like it was here where people would know who I am. Nobody knew who I was down there other than the leader of the church, because we were going to be missionaries there. And then God changed that plan. And so he said that that, 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 that was a, a starter marker, and that was in the fall of 2004. And so the Lord showed me in 2017, he said, the first six years you went from 2004 to 2010, those were years for you to get rightly positioned. You were heading in the wrong direction in ministry. You were going to move and become a missionary. That's not what I called you to do. I called you to start a church in Mississauga. So he had to get me rightly positioned. He also had to get me with Dr. Defrain as my spiritual father. That's called right positioning. Right. He had, we had to start the church in 2008. We had to get the vision going. That was part of the rightly position. All of that six-year period was a, a time of where he was positioning us. And then in 2010, when Dr. Dufresne was here, the congregation was facing this way. We hadn't renovated that side of the building. He had an open vision. He saw the mantle come upon the church. And the Lord said to me, he said, uh, he said that was, a, that was a public. The first was more of a private because nobody knew me. This was a public declaration about the assignment. The mantle is an assignment. It's an anointing for an assignment that is on this church and what you're supposed to do with that. We're not going to get into all that this morning, but that happened in 2010, June 28th, 2010. That was six years. So he showed me that. I knew a little bit about that already, but he clarified it a bit more to me in January 2017. And then he says now, he said uh, from 2010 until 2016, that was another six years. And he said those six years, the first were, were was marked by a positioning yourself so that I could get things over to you. The second six years was marked by a qualification season. And he gave me, showed me a picture in the spirit of a man running a relay. And he took that, but you know, you got a certain length of track to run. You have to hold that, get that baton before you hit the end of that section. Otherwise, you're disqualified. And the Lord said that six years, was that section of track and he said the mantle came on you in 2010 but you had to you had to do certain things to show me that you were that you're I don't I don't mean worthy of it like we're a worm but God was we had to qualify for some things because the mantle has come upon three churches prior to us and all of them have been disqualified from it that's why it came on us we're not God's best choice we're God's fourth best choice so let's not get arrogant about this but if you don't talk about it and if you don't pray about it and if you don't preach about it and if you don't show honor for it and none of the others did that and so he was waiting for me to act right and honorably toward what the prophet spoke on june 28th 2010 and he gave us six years to to to, to we we got it but we have to qualify now you know we're, we're, we've got that baton but we have to And in that to qualification season and so we received it, and, and at the end of that 16, I knew something was changing. I knew something was changing. I thought it was the 25-year anniversary of my ministry. You know, we, we had that 25-year. I thought that's what it was. It, there was something real strong going on in my spirit, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was until January 17, 17. And the Lord said, you thought it was the 25 years, but it wasn't. He said, those two six years had come to an end, and you were about to embark on a three-year season, 17, 18, 19. I'm giving you a very short synopsis, but it's a good reminder. He said the 17 was marked as a year of speaking where I said some things and if you look back God said a whole lot to us about the mantle. I preached about it for about six months of the year and about Joshua and about and about Caleb and about David. I mean we we did a lot of talk about the mantle and the different parts of the mantle and how how he revealed a lot of stuff to us. He said it's a year was a year of speaking. Then he said 2018, was a year. Now, of course, he didn't tell me all that on in January 17. Now I'm, I'm, we're moving through the three years and this revelation, different revelations came as we go. I'm just giving you the summary. 2018 was, the first was a year of speaking, right? Then the second was a year of starting. 2018 was a year of starting some things. 2018, we started Israel. We started Africa in terms of Matthew coming into our lives. We, uh, the Lord, we didn't start it physically, but in the spirit, Pulse our South Asian church started in that fall. There was a lot that happened in 18 where God started to reveal things about the building. We didn't know we were supposed to buy it until that year. So there was a lot that he, he spoke some things in 17. Things, certain things seemed to start in 18. And then he said, 19 will be a year of settling. What started in 18 is going to settle now. You're going to get your feet under it. And exactly what he said has come to pass in these different categories. Israel, we're leaving uh, later in the month. We're going to preach there for the first time. I visited, but I've never preached on their soil. And this is now the ministry started last year there. We took it over, but we're settling into it now. We're developing relationships. Pastor Nancy is going next year. All of you are welcome to come with us if you'd like. She's going to be preaching for the first time in the nation of Israel. That's a pretty big deal since God spoke through... uh, Jeannie Wilkerson, right, honey? In 1979, God told Dr. Dufresne through Jeannie Wilkerson when he was praying with her that he would preach in Israel. And he rejected it and said, ah, she missed it because he had nothing in his heart for Israel. And then he died. He didn't realize the assignment was there. He just didn't pick it up yet. And then when he died, God came to Pastor Nancy last year and said, are you willing to pick up the assignment that your husband didn't fulfill? And she said, yes, sir. And he said, I want you to go and preach the word of faith in Israel. Israel does not have a lot of word of faith preaching. That's right. And it needs the voice of a prophet. Yes. Amen. And she said, I don't have any open doors to Israel. And God told her, call Craig Field. He's got the open door. Hallelujah. And so she's going next year. But this year we're settling that. Next year, it's going to take off. This year, we're settling Africa. I went there and preached for the first time, Liberia, and it's next year. We got now, we had 12 pastors the first time. Now we have 200 pastors that have asked to come and submit to me. I don't even know how they heard about us. The pastors that I met, the 12 of them are now telling everybody, if you want a real, a real father and not these people that you listen to, I didn't tell them to do that. So now we're having a 200 members pastors conference at a, at a convention center uh, next summer. And see, it's, it's settled this year. In turn, God's said it. Then it started. Then this year we went first time, put boots on the ground. It started to settle. Next year, it's going to take off. You see, because he said 2020 is a takeoff year. So you see these things of the Israel with the Africa, uh, with, the, the, with, the, with the Palsa church, the South Asian church, you know, it's settling Next year, Happy's going to take over as the senior pastor. And I believe it's going to take off. Our Delaware church, he spoke it. Then it started. I started going in 18. This year, there's been a settling that has come in that church. They're way further ahead than when we started. And I believe that that pastor is going to be revealed at the right time. And it's going to take off. And Matthew's going to move to Africa. Everything that God said, he said, I said it, 17 it started 18 it's settling and 19. There's a takeoff in 20 That's what these four years are about these three years 2020 is a new season. Do you understand? So he said all that to us over time and then of course I know in this year what he said. I know that we're in the season of settling And I know 2020 is coming and so I, I set my face. Remember Daniel knew by the number of books That the 70 years was over. So what did he do? Set his face to seek the Lord so I knew by what God said, 2019 is coming to an end. We're now in the last, we're August is the eighth month. We're already halfway through the year. I need to set my face and talk to God about it. Amen. And I said, Lord, I can't make you talk to me about what's coming next year, but you told me that you wouldn't leave me in the dark. So I'm asking you to start talking to me about it. I didn't expect it would be on the cruise at two in the morning on October the 8th, but God picks unusual times. I think he was busy in heaven and he just couldn't get to me until that point. I'm just kidding. He's not busy in heaven. But you know what I'm saying. He picks the strangest times, but our job is not to argue, our job is to get up and listen. And so I got up and he started talking to me and he said, I'm going to talk to you about Hebron. Before I start sharing some of the things he said about Hebron, let me just say this to you. That was the 8th of August, just a, couple of, a few months ago. Now the 18th of August, remember we missed the 11th because of the cruise. And then I was back on the 18th. That first Sunday, something was different. It felt to me like we were, I don't know, it felt like a new Sunday, like we had started a new life. And if you go back and listen to the August 18th message, you'll hear me say, I can't quite understand it. It feels like something's new, like something's changed. And I couldn't even really quite figure it out fully. And then over time, the Holy Ghost started to reveal to me the reason you felt that way is because in the spirit, something had shifted. So my mind is very logical, Reverend Taylor. And I said, but this is not for 2020. How come this could possibly be happening in the spirit now? because it's reserved for them. And in that sermon, I preach a little bit about how there are overlapping seasons in the realm of the Spirit. There was an overlapping season between John the Baptist and Jesus. John was baptizing in water, which is a New Testament doctrine, but he was an Old Testament prophet. Why? Because Jesus was about to come and instill the New Testament. There was a season of overlapping from old to new, because in the realm of the Spirit, things were changing. And I also shared in that sermon about how what we're seeing right now with the walking dead and zombies and all this filth and witchcraft and and, and vile programming, there's an overlapping. You're also seeing more people going to heaven than have ever happened in the history of, of mankind and coming back and telling their stories. Why? Because we're at the very end of an age. Jesus is about to return, the tribulation, where hell will come onto earth in Old Testament times. God gives them seven years of Old Testament. That's why there's gonna be carnage and devastation and death like people have never seen before. Because the, disp- the dispensation of grace is going to end when the rapture happens and he owes them seven years i'm not getting to all that stuff but he owes them seven years of old testament time because of the 70 weeks and the 490 years and all this i'm not going to get into all that but if you studied it you know what i'm talking about and that's why the, the judgment the judgment time jacob's trouble the tribulation can have such carnage because it's old testament times He's reverting back to the dispensation of judgment. We're no longer in the dispensation of grace. That ends when the church goes. When the church age ends, judgment comes on this earth. And for seven years, there's gonna be hell. I'm telling you, I'm not lying about it. And hell is gonna leach onto earth. And because we're in an overlapping season in the bigger picture right now, because Jesus is coming soon, things from hell are leaching onto earth, and things from heaven are leaching onto earth. People are going to heaven. The glory of God is being manifested like we've never seen in different parts of the world, and it's going to continue. And darkness is also coming like we've never seen it before in the history of humanity. There is a darkness. What is in hell? People that you see on these zombie movies, that's what people look like in hell. They are dead, but they are alive. They are the living dead. Their spirits are alive, but they are in torment and death. It is a perfect picture of hell. That's why you should never watch those shows. Because you are watching what hell looks like. And the believer, that's not your future. Your future is heaven. So think upon things that are pure and good and lovely and of good report, not the walking dead and zombies and witchcraft and and horror movies and all that nonsense. That is hell. And the producers of Hollywood are bringing it because they're demon possessed and they're bringing it into media because hell, this system that we're in, society is getting a peak. That's what hell looks like. And this is what heaven looks like. Take your pick. Because the season's changing. Why? We're in an overlapping season. We're at the very end of the age. It's an overlapping season. That's why it's, you, I taught that on the 18th. We're in an overlapping season. There was an overlapping season when Jesus came the first time. And there's an overlapping season when Jesus comes the second time. And when you're in an overlapping season, what is the future? You start to taste even though it hasn't happened yet. Do you understand? It's a tasting season. And so the Lord said that to me on August the 8th in that and I preached it on the 18th, but he said it to me, the first thing he said to me in that boat, because this series of messages is to tell you what he told me. He said to me, you are in an overlapping season. It has started now. Now, I only sensed it when I got in the pulpit on the 18th, but it started on the 8th, because that's when he told me. He said, you're in an overlapping season. You're in a tasting season. What is reserved for the next year for this new phase you are going to start to experience now Because you're in an overlapping season and things of the spirit overlap It's not like it goes to not to, you know 11 59 p.m. on the 31st and then all of a sudden bang something starts. That doesn't work like that in the spirit There's an overlapping season of what's coming that you start to taste before it comes And so that is why my wife and I have been experiencing some of you that are spiritual will have been experiencing it too Don't beat yourself up if you haven't but just start to be open to it. We've been experiencing a call of God to prayer that we've never experienced in our entire Christian life before or in all of our years of ministry. There has been an urgency, there has been a calling, there has been a wooing, there has been a desire, there has been an increased anointing to begin to pray. And we've experienced that more than ever since the cruise because we're in an overlapping season. So God started to talk to me. He said, I'm talking to you now about Hebron because the overlapping season starts. And now, even though you've still got August, September, October, November, December, before it officially begins next year, he said, I want you to be in the know about what's coming. I want, because you're starting to overlap in the realm of the spirit. You're going to start to taste some of the things that are coming ahead. You're going to start to see some of the things that are about to happen because I want you to be in the know before January 1st hits. Don't you love the Lord that he lets us be in the know before the time is upon us? Hallelujah. That's why you'll know when the rapture is going to take place. Yes, It will not take us as a thief in the night like those of the lost. Just listen to Joe Morris. It makes perfect sense from the Bible. You will not be overtaken as a thief in the night like the the unsaved are. We're going to know the year it's going to happen. We're going to know the weekend it's going to happen. We're just not going to know the exact day and the exact hour. But we're all going to be here. I hope you're here and you're not just at the racetrack or whatever you're doing. But we're going to be here with 24-hour services on that Feast of Trumpets. And we're going to be saying, Jesus, we're ready for you. It's not gonna take you by the thief in the night. You're gonna know, we're gonna all know, the body of Christ is gonna know it's happening this year. It's happening this year. So when people say, Jesus could come anytime, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, true. Jesus does not come and take his bride unawares. Just like in the natural, and the Jewish yeah. tradition, the husband did not come and take his bride unawares. Yeah. Yeah. He was there preparing the, bed, the, the bridal chamber in the father's house. What a perfect scenario. Jesus is preparing a mansion for me In my father's house are many mansions. Oh my God. And if you look at natural Jewish tradition, when the uh, people would come, people would come, messengers would come from the bridegroom to tell the bride, it's almost ready. It's almost ready. It's almost ready. And prophets have come to us and said, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. soon." And did you know that just before the bride comes, the day that he comes to get his, the bridegroom comes to get his bride, he he sounds a trumpet. Did you know that? when the bride, when the, when the bride hears the sound of the trumpet, she knows the day has arrived. My wedding day has arrived. I'm moving. I'm going to have my covenant vows and I'm moving into the, I'm moving into the bridal chamber and Jesus is going to announce it. We're going to know in our spirits it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then we're going to hear the sound. It's going to be the freakiest thing you've ever heard because the whole earth is going to hear a trumpet. An angel is going to blow a trumpet. My God. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God it's not my message but it gets me excited we're going to look up and we're going to see Jesus Christ himself standing in the clouds and it's not a fairy tale it's going to actually happen and your fat ugly body's going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye and you're going to say Jesus help me look how good I look now still go to the gym but on that day the gym membership ends glory to God And we're going to be caught up together with him in the clouds. And so shall we be with the Lord forevermore. And those that haven't received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior will be left on this earth to face the Antichrist. And there'll be more than one rapture in that seven years. I'm not getting into all that because there's a trib rapture where all the people that have got saved in the first half, they go as well. We're not getting into all that. But the point is, is that we're in a season of time before Jesus comes. And we're in an overlapping season. And in our church, we're also in an overlapping season because he is bringing us into a new place in 2020, a new place of the Spirit. From December 31st to January 1st, you may not notice a whole massive amount of different, but in the realm of the Spirit, things have already started to change. If you're spiritual, open your spiritual antenna, put it up, and you'll start to hear the Holy Spirit wooing you. People in the congregation are telling me now regularly, God's waking me up at two in the morning. God's waking me up at four in the morning. I feel such a burden to pray. Well, pastor, I don't even know what I'm praying for, but I just get up and I pray until it lifts, and then I go back to sleep. You see, you're picking up in the realm of the Spirit. There's something coming, and we're tasting what's coming, even though we haven't technically entered it yet. Are you with me on the overlapping season? You sure? Because I don't know, Jenny, they don't seem to be a tasting season. I'm just, I'm just prodding you. I'm just bugging you. I know, I know you're receiving it. Praise God. I can tell you're receiving it. Now, let me, uh, let me start to tell you some things, if that's okay, about what he said about Hebron, because we've established that the season right now is an instructional season. We're tasting in prayer. We're tasting in things of the spirit that are coming, but let's actually talk about what Hebron means, because that's what's coming next year, that we've already started a taste of this year. Are you ready? That afternoon, You know, why did God speak to me on August the 8th? Why wasn't it August the 9th, or August the 12th, or August the 20th? I'll tell you why. Because I inquired of the Lord on August the 8th. I stood in that little tiny bathroom, that's a miracle I could even fit into it. (laughs) I stood in that tiny bathroom on the cruise, I was brushing my teeth, and I looked up in the mirror, you know, with the tooth foam around my face, I remember because I looked up and I looked in the mirror at myself and I closed my eyes and I said, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you with all my heart for revealing to me what 17, 18 and 19 held. There was such a safety to know what these three years and by extension, these 15 years held. You told me it was after the pattern of David and from the time David started serving Saul until the time Saul died and he went to Hebron and became king, it was 15 years in David's life." and you told me the pattern would be the same for me. You showed me what the first six was, what the second six was, and that's 12, and then what these next three, 17, 18, and 19 are, which makes 15, and you told me that as David went to Hebron, so we're going to a spiritual Hebron, and there's going to be some changes. I said, but Lord, I don't know what Hebron's all about, and I'm a little bit concerned because I don't know what I'm coming into, but I wanna thank you for revealing to me from 2004 to 2019 because you showed me exactly what it was about. And this year and last year in 17, I knew you gave me even a timeline. I even knew the time it was changing. And I said, it made me feel so secure. It made me feel so safe to know, to be in the know about the timings of heaven for our congregation. And I, I just said, Lord, I'm thanking you for it. And then these words came out of my mouth and don't judge me, but I'm just telling you what came out of my mouth. I said, Lord, there's not much to look forward to. It doesn't feel like anymore. I said, I know the great things are going to happen, but I don't know anything that's great about it. I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't even know the timeline of what's going to happen. You said there's Hebron, and then you said there's Jerusalem. I don't know what those mean, and I don't know what the timeline is. You gave me all this information before for Ziglag, for Adullam and Ziglag. Ziglag is now ending and hepron is beginning but i don't know how long we're going to be there i don't know what it entails and i said i feel like i don't have as much to look forward to anymore but i said lord i don't need you to show it to me if it's not your will i'll just take it one step at a time by faith and you can just reveal it to me as i go i don't need you to do what you did before i'm here to just say thank you for what you've revealed and for the safety that i've felt in this knowing the vision and knowing the timings of heaven And I ended the prayer. I didn't even ask God to reveal to me. I just said, Lord, I want to thank you. I don't really think you're going to tell anything more to me. I feel like there's not as much to look forward to because I don't know what's coming, but I thank you for what you revealed. If you choose to reveal it, I'm open and I'm hungry, but I'm not going to force you. I'm happy to walk by faith. You don't have to reveal it again the way you did. And that's a safe way to pray. And that was about five o'clock before dinner on that afternoon. And at two o'clock in the morning, he woke me up and said, I've woken you to talk to you about Hebron. Why did he talk? Because I inquired of him that afternoon. Yes. If I inquired of him on a different date, he probably would have talked that date. I've learned something with God. He'll talk to you if you ask him. Sometimes we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, but did you forget that you need to ask him? He, I asked him and I inquired of him and I was grateful to him and humble before him. And he chose the, the very next day, I guess that was the seventh and it was 2 a.m. on the eighth that he woke me up and he said, open your Bible. I'm going to talk to you about Hebron. And I said, really? Lord Jesus, thank you. I didn't think you were going to do this. I was as shocked as you are because I'm happy to just walk it out by faith. And he said, no, I'm going to show it to you. And so he started to show it to me. And he said this first statement. He said, you are coming into the season of Hebron. It's 1158. I'm going till 1215. And then we're going to dismiss. So stop looking at your watch. I hope you set the timer on your oven. If you didn't, you'll have a burnt offering. Just present it to the Lord and order pizza. Okay. Always set your alarm on your stove. Okay. He said, you're coming into the season. Listen to that statement now. You're coming into the season of Hebron. Then he reminded me about the 15 years. And he said these words, he said, these whole 15 years, not the last three, Taylor, the whole 15, it's had been a season of preparation, a season of faithfulness, and a season of being rightly positioned. Faithfulness, preparation, and right positioning is what all of these 15 years have accomplished. Now, listen, guys, can you push pause for me? Yes, this all happened on the 8th. I'm going to share with you in chronological order what God said. But when I got to South Korea, he said more. And in Pastor Nancy's meeting last week, he said more. So nothing contradicts each other, but I'm not sharing with you back to front. I'm sharing with you in order of what he said. So when we get to the South Korea section, you're going to hear more clarity on what I'm saying now. Okay, okay. okay? when you get to the Pastor Nancy section, you're going to, it's very short but it's gonna be even more clarity than what he revealed to me in South Korea. South Korea was more clarity than what he revealed to me in the Caribbean. Why does he always talk to me when I'm out of the country or something? I'm in no man's land in the oceans where nobody even owns it, and he's talking. Then we're in South Korea, and he's talking. And then I'm sitting on my seat here on Sunday service with Pastor Nancy, and he's talking. So you're going to hear three sections. I'm in the first section here. Can you just relax with me and enjoy this? Because it's very rare that I get a chance to share with you vision like this. You're entering the season of Hebron. Then he said these words to me. If preparation, faithfulness, and being rightly positioned was what the first, first 15 years from 2004 to 19 have accomplished. But then he said this. He said, when that came to an end, David started what he was born to do. David was not born to serve Saul. That was not his destiny, but that was a requirement. David was not born to hide in Ziglag. That was not his destiny, but it was a requirement. David was born to rule. He was born to be a king. And the Lord said to me, as David started, it's like all that was just prepped for him. Just had to rightly position him. He had to be faithful. He had to be prepared. Same as us. He said, but then, and when he entered Hebron, he started, he stepped into something that was more of his destiny. And he said, you're going to feel the same way. And you're going to experience the same thing all these previous years. Not all of you have been here for the 15 years. The church wasn't even started until 2008. Four of those 15 years was before the church even existed. But in my life as the pastor of this church, it's been a 15-year preparation, and all of you work with me on that because you're all part of that now. You weren't part of that at the beginning, but you're part of it now. Some of you have been part of it from 2008 till now. Some of you have been part of it for the last six months till now. But all of you have been a part of it for some season of time, so it applies to every one of you. He said, as David stepped into what he was born to do, what his destiny was, you're going to have a sense next year, like something new, a new phase, a new, something has started that is different to the, to everything that you've known for the last 15 years. That's very important. He said these words, he said, he became a king and sat down in his seat of authority and began to rule. And he said, the same is going to happen next year. There's going to come a sitting down. There's going to come a sitting down in that place of authority. He said, this was his graduation. This was his takeoff. David had a graduation from Ziglag to Hebron, and that's why God's been saying next year is a year of takeoff because it's a year of graduation, it's a year of taking off. Amen. Not that we despise what's happened, but something new is coming. Amen. Not new doctrine, not weird things, but more of what God's been doing and He's 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 trying to take us somewhere. If you listen over the next few Sundays when I'm talking, it will really, you'll get the whole picture and it will bless you. I'm telling you, it will bless your socks off. Yes, sir. So he said, even though for these 15 years you've been faithful and, and, and being prepped and being positioned, in 2020 you're going to start what you're born for. He said, you're going to, you're going to, it's going to feel like you're sitting down, the congregation sitting down in some things. It's like you're sitting down on a throne like David sat down. Do you understand? And I said, hold on a second, because I have that relationship with God that I talk to him like that. I said, hold on a second, what do you mean you keep saying lord that's three times you've said that next year it's like as david sat down on that throne we're going to sit down on some things i said hold on lord i've been saying that 2019 is a year of sitting down on some things why do you keep referring to it like next year is the year that we're sitting down on some things and he said son that was the next thing i was going to talk to you about i interrupted him he said because uh i need to correct you on a couple things i said okay lord i'm open to correction tell me what i did wrong he said you've misinterpreted what I've been saying to you with some of the terminology and you've been saying it prematurely. And I said, Lord, what what do you mean? And he was so kind. He corrected me. He said, Hebron is a season. It's not a building. Although it includes a building. I was calling the building Hebron. That is why I was pushing to get the building in our name this year, because I was seeing the building being Hebron. And because this year was a year of sitting down in some things, I figured we have to sit down in the ownership of the building this year. And I was pushing and putting a lot of pressure on myself and putting a lot of pressure on the owner. We were trying to make this happen. And in that little cabin, the Lord, the Lord explained it to me. And he explained it to me so easily and graciously. He gave me three examples of times I've missed it in the past. I know it's hard for you to imagine, but I have. (laughs) He said, do you remember, he said, do you remember that uh, back a while ago, he said you were driving through that Native Indian Reserve before you had started the church and you wanted to start the church there because something was bubbling in your spirit about Native Indian people, but there was a restraint in your spirit that that was not the right place to do it and you couldn't understand it because you were picking up in the spirit Native Indian, but it wasn't the right time. Now, he said, I've revealed that in the future, you're going to start with the plane doing works up north. You see, because I was picking it up, but I didn't interpret it right. Do you remember that? Then do you remember I told you about the plane, how year after year after year I would pick it up and get excited, but every time I tried to get the pilot's license, there was a restraint because I was picking it up, but I wasn't at the right time. Then it happened last year in 18 that all of a sudden God said, or was it last year, Jenny? This year. This year, 19, is when God said, now do it. This is time for it. You see, I was picking it up in the spirit, but I wasn't in the right timing. That's why it didn't work. That's why there was a restraint. Even going internationally, This is interesting in 2017 i started picking up in my spirit, international international as i was praying international international so you know what i did i tried to make it happen i called reverend joe i said i'm going to germany anyway for the martin luther 500 year celebration in november i'm going anyway so why don't you hook me up with your brother-in-law who runs all the rhema churches in europe all the bible schools in europe and let me meet him and i'll do some hobnobbing and he'll like me because i'm very charming and Joe, you're gonna put a good word in for me whether you like it or not or you're not coming back to my church to preach. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't bribe him. But I just said, Joe, put a good word in for me because I want him to open up all these Bible schools all over Europe for me because I keep hearing the Holy Ghost say international. So I went and as I'm sitting having a pizza lunch with his brother-in-law who runs all the Rhema Bible schools, I heard the Holy Ghost say, don't even ask him. I said, but Lord, I'm here to ask him. He said, you're in the flesh. He said that to me as I was eating pizza and it was very good pizza, by the way. He said, you're in the flesh. He said, you're trying to make this happen with your own effort. Wow. Yeah. He said, son, don't do it. And I never even brought it up with the man. So I had a nice lunch. I heard Joe preach, and then we went off to cont- continue the other purposes of our trip. And the Lord said, now, did you recognize, son, that in 17, you were picking up international travel? You tried to make it happen, but it didn't work because you did it in the arm of the flesh. But then what happened? In December 17, the next month, I'm sitting in the hotel room whining why I'm in Burma yeah. Yeah. with Alam. <laughs> Alam. And why am I paying for his crusade when I could pay for my own crusade? And the word of the Lord came to me in the hotel room and said, because you've been faithful in international seed trips, your international harvest trips are just ahead. So in November and in the earlier months of the year, I was picking up international, international. I tried to make it on my own. It didn't work because the timing wasn't right. Then in December, he spoke and said, the international's coming. And then when did Matthew show up? February. When did Israel show up? March. When did Delaware show up? July. All the international stuff that was in the mind of God came in 18, sorry, came came in 18 because that was when God wanted to start things. Remember, it was a year of starting. So he said to me, just like you missed it with the plane, just like you missed it with the international traveling, just like you missed it with the native Indian people. He said, you missed it with the statement of Hebron being a building and you missed it with the statement of sitting down in some things. He said, son, you were picking up in your spirit going to sit down on some things. Yeah. We're going to sit down on some things. But you thought it meant now. So you kept saying, we're going to sit down on some things in 2019. And by the way, that also includes a building. So we got to get the building in our name in 2019. And now we're pressure, 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 But he said, you were picking it up, but that wasn't the right timing. Uh-huh. Good. Good. So you know what I learned? When you pick things up in the spirit, before you start talking about it, ask God. Yeah. Is this the right time for what I'm picking up? Or is the time yet to come? Because in most cases, you may pick something up, but it's for the future. So the Lord corrected me, Jenny. He said, Hebron is not a building, it's a season, but it includes a building. He said, Hebron starts in 2020, but you're in an overlapping season. That's why I'm talking to you about it now. He said, but it's reserved for next year. He said, and therefore, because the building is a part of Hebron, the building is reserved for next year. And he said, stop pressuring to get it in your name. It will come in your name at the right time. So I said, Errol, take your hands off it. Keep the guy going. Push him as hard as we can. But the Lord doesn't the Lord has reserved it for next year because Hebron is for next year. We're still in Zigglag. David didn't sit down on the throne in Hebron while he was still in Zigglag. He had to wait for the season to end. He had to walk to Hebron and then he sat down upon his throne. And the Lord said, why are you trying to sit down in your building before you've even entered the season? You see how easy it is to misinterpret things, but I'm still picking it up in my spirit. I'm just not understanding the full meaning of it. And I'm saying it too fast. So the first thing he said to me was a correction about misinterpretation of the terminologies. He said, Hebron is a season and it includes a building and it is reserved for next year. But I'm talking to you about it now because you're in overlapping season. And you will enter it next year. Stop trying to make the building come. The building will come next year. And then he said, and I already sent somebody in the congregation to tell you this. I said, you did? I didn't listen. But God had sent one of our precious sisters from Egypt I don't know if she wants me to say her name, so I, I won't. Yes. Okay, Nancy. <laughs> she said yes, so I can. And she spoke to me in 17 or 18, I think it was 18. And she said, pastor, I was praying and God spoke to me that the building would get in our name in 2020. I said, I don't know about that because I believe that we're in the sitting of sitting down on some things. and it's going to happen in 2019. And I bind those words. But she was right because God said to me, it's reserved for 2020. Don't try to rush it. Don't try to push it. All the money will come in. And then of course, Reverend Greg, I didn't even realize, but we don't have enough money. Yeah. Because the building's gone up $1.1 million in value. Mm-hmm. Plus there was HST that we didn't realize we had to pay, which is hundreds, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Sure. Plus there's different things that, are, there's surveys we have to do, there's all the stuff, which is why all the miracle money that came in, the Mississauga miracle, that was enough yeah. then, but it's not enough now. Yes. Which is why we're raising 200 now and 200 in the spring, because I'm believing for this Hebron building to get into our name next year. And it will. And I was sitting in the, in the service there in South Korea and the man with the largest church in India of 230,000 members was preaching. He has a church building that seats 50,000 people in one service, not a stadium, a church building. And he was preaching. He's a, he's a, a powerful man of God and he was preaching. And he said, you know, I, I was believing God for money. I had needed money. And I said, Lord, I don't want to pressure the people but I need millions of rupees to finish this building. And he said, and all of a sudden, God just dropped businesses overnight into people. He just dropped businesses and they woke up in the morning and they knew what to do for a business. And they started the same day. Within two weeks, they were making money. He said, God spoke to some, sell that property and bring it to the church. God spoke to others, sell that gold and bring it to the church. God spoke to others, sell that investment and bring it to the church. God spoke to others, sell that car and bring it to the church. And he said, I didn't have to hardly do anything. He said, I just presented my request to the Lord and the Holy Ghost spoke to my congregation. I can't tell you how encouraging that was. Remember that, Jenny? He said, God knows where the money is. God knows who has the money hiding, hiding in the congregation with their their clothes that aren't very expensive, but they got lots of money you don't know about. Yeah, they don't wear their jewelry because it's in your safety deposit box. And I heard the Holy Ghost speak to me. And he said, son, I don't want you to pressure them. He said, believe me, you tell me what you need. Let me fall upon your congregation. If I can do it with him, with hundreds of thousands of people, I can do it with you with 300 people. And he said, I will deal with some to sell land. I'll deal with others to sell houses and bring the tithe. I'll deal with others to sell jewelry, to sell vehicles. I'll deal with others and give them business ideas that will instantly produce a profit. He said, you don't pressure them. You just present it to me. I will deal with your congregation. And that's why I'm not asking you to bring a certain amount on the 24th. I'm saying pray and see what God will do. But every one of you can do something because God has spoken to me that the building is part of Hebron and it is reserved in 2020 to get in our name. And I know what some of you are thinking, Pastor, we're almost at capacity. Why would we buy the building? And that's a very good question and I have no idea the answer. But I know that God said this is the building Now this is not the only building and he's already and I'll tell you probably next week because I can't get to it now He already told me when we're gonna start to see growth He already told me what we're supposed to do when we see growth and then he told me that there's gonna be a point where there's standing room only he told me we're gonna put I saw a picture in the spirit of chairs on the platform of people sitting under the screens And he said, when the time comes, when there is no more seat available and there's standing room only, I will speak to you on the next step. But don't talk to me about it again until there's standing room only. While you've got chairs, don't talk to me about a new building. I said, but Lord, they tell us in the church growth seminar that at 80% maximum capacity, you've got to go to a new building. I guess God doesn't care about the church growth seminar or the 80-20 rule. He said, you wait until there's standing room only and then you talk to me and I'll tell you about the next step. But I said, until that time comes out, this building is yours. We may keep the building and not even sell it. God may give us the money for a new one and use this for a youth center. We may use this for healing rooms. We may use this for a Bible school. We may use this for an outreach center. I don't know, but all I know is that he has said, my job is not to figure it all out. My job is to obey. And he said, this is your building. It will come into your name in 2020 and you will buy it and you will rejoice and I will touch the people of what they are to give. So please open up your hearts as to what God would have you give. Because if you will just do what God tells you to do, you're not just helping God's house with the building. You are sowing a seed and opening a doorway for a blessing to come upon your personal life that you cannot fathom. It's a double blessing. The church gets help and you release the power of God by your seed into your own life to get help my god he corrected me on the hebron way i've been saying it he said next year is the year to sit down in some things next year in the season of hebron as david sat down are you listening because i'm closing with this i know your chicken's burning i'm closing with this he said next year when you sit down it's like david sat down upon his throne he said it's going to be a sense in the spirit that you have settled that you have sat down and author- sitting down means authority when a king sits down, it actually means it's finished. When Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father, symbolically that meant it was complete. Everything he did, everything that he did on the cross and the resurrection, everything was now fulfilled. And he sat down in his, in his royal robe, on his royal throne, at the right hand of his Father. It spoke of completion. And he said because you have completed a season of 15 years and you're starting a new season there's going to be a sense of sitting there's going to be a sense of greater authority there's going to be a sense we have completed something and we are now moving into something else it's coming in 2020 and i'm not just going to sense it you're going to sense it because if you're part of this this applies to you as much as it applies to me we're sitting down in some things. I apologize, I've been saying it for this year, it was premature. It is assigned for the season that is next year. Next year, we are sitting down in some things. Start to confess it in my business, in my work environment. Lord, I declare I sit down. Lord, the things you promised me will be completed. I sit down with greater authority, I sit down with greater wisdom, I sit down with greater influence. I'm sitting in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 This season is, is I've only just scratched the surface. I had to kind of, I had to kind of introduce it and remind you of the different 15 years and all that kind of stuff. But but now we're into it. Now the next service, I'm going to go faster and I'm just going to go bang, 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 bang. Because he's told me what Hebron's going to include. He told me six things that Hebron will include. Six or seven, I can't remember. He told me how many years Hebron is going to last. He told me when Jerusalem is going to start. That also includes a new building. He's actually shown Randy Greer the building. Randy went in the spirit and stood in our next building. He said to me, I didn't tell the congregation. He said, because I don't know if you want them to know. He said, but God took me in the spirit and I stood in your new building. I said, tell me about it. He said, it seats about 3,000 people. And he said, when I stepped in, it was empty. And I looked at the vast number of chairs. And then in a microsecond, it was full. And there were 3,000 people sitting there and you were preaching. Wow. Wow. He's already been there in the spirit. Wow. Yes. Between 8 and 10,000, between 80 and 100,000 square feet. Wow. God. He's already seen it. Wow. That's our Jerusalem. Oh, wow. It's coming. Amen. It's coming. Amen. But Hebron, he's told me how many years Hebron is going to last. He told me when Jerusalem is going to start. And then he told me some things that are going to happen in the Jerusalem season, including a revival. You have no idea what's coming. I know exactly what's coming. You say, well, how do you, who do you think you are to know? Well, I think I'm the pastor and I have a right to be in the know. Why should I be taken by surprise? I have a right. The Holy Ghost knows the deep things of the Father. He searched them out, and He has revealed them to us. You've been given the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of the World, that you may freely know the things given to you of the Father. First Corinthians chapter two and verse 14, 13, 14 around that area. I have a right to know. I'm not in darkness. I'm not wondering what's gonna happen. Are we gonna go under? I know exactly what's gonna happen. Now there's so much I don't know, but there's a lot I do know. And it's time for me to start talking to you. I went back, I'll close with this, I went back Reverend Happy from that cruise and I wanted to immediately start preaching this and the Holy Ghost said, wait. Then I came back from South Korea and he said more and I wanted immediately that next Wednesday, last Wednesday, start talking about it. And he said, wait for Pastor Nancy to come and then Pastor Nancy confirmed it even further, and then when it ended with Pastor Nancy on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, the Holy Ghost said, I want you to start preaching this on Sunday, and preach it until it's done. Two, three, maybe four sermons. I want you to preach it until it's done. Now is the time to tell them what Hebron holds, and my new house is part of Hebron, and the reason I got my house in the the overlapping season, in the fall of this year, at the end of this changeover, is because things are going to so pick up, pace. And next year, God doesn't want me messing around with the house move. Then he wants me to do it now. And, and, and the the guys were coming to help me move some guys in the congregation to help me. And, uh, I think it was, uh, Brandon. I can't remember. I think it was Brandon. Somebody else were walking up the driveway with the moving truck. They just arrived and these words, I didn't mean to say it. I just meant to say, hi guys. But these words came out of my spirit without me, before I could even stop them, they came out of my spirit. And I said, welcome to my Hebron house. And I've never called it a Hebron house before, but those words came out of my spirit. Welcome to my Hebron house. Because my, this blessing that God's given my wife and I, which took three miracles to get into our name, miracles, supernatural miracles, because there's no way we could afford it. God did three miracles to get us in. One day I'll tell you about them. Three miracles. But that's part. He said, "This is part of the Hebron blessings, son." Yes, sir. This increase that you're experiencing, these miracles that I'm doing for you, everybody in your congregation, if they'll take it, I'll do it for them. I'm not. Ju- I don't just do it for you and leave them in the cold. If they're faithful and if they stay close to you, like you stayed close to Pastor Nancy, that miracle, this increase, not just in homes, but in other areas, healing, finances, witty ideas and inventions—it's their right. Hebron includes an increase far greater than we've ever seen in Ziglag far greater than Ziglag has ever showed us Ziglag was Runtville I'm moving into increase remember Pastor Nancy said the children of Israel said I'm done with Runtville I'm moving into I'm moving into the province land where giants live and they have big beds and big houses giants need big beds little runts need small beds I'm done with Rundville I'm moving into my Hebron I'm moving into my Canaan Hallelujah I'm telling you there is it's available by faith say father if it's on him I demand it come on me I'm not going to be left out I won't be denied I've enjoyed zigzagging, and thank you for it sir but you have given me a promise that Hebron is greater and if he's receiving it in the overlap, I take it now in this overlap. I'm not even going to wait till 2020. I'm expecting it now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. He did a mir- he did three miracles for me to increase me and he said if they will believe it and receive it, I'll do the same for them. Now, your situation might take more time. There might be more variables. I don't know. I'm just saying the power is available because Runtville, Ziglag has come to a glorious end. In Ziglag, they borrowed a facility from Akish the Philistine, the unsaved man. In Ziglag, we have rented this building from an unsaved Philistine. But in Hebron, he owned And that's why he said, you have to own the building next year, because that is the pattern I'm showing you. Some of you that are, I'm not prophesying, I'm saying some of you that are renting, believe God to get into your own home, because it's a season of ownership. It's a season of increase and it's already started on august the 8th i'm only talking to you about it now but it's hanging in the atmosphere if you just if you just take it by faith lord i take it i take it it's mine i, I thank you for zig but i'm looking to hebron increase is mine healing is mine i'm gonna sit down on some things hallelujah glory to god My faith in Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, mine. it's mine. I take it now. In Jesus' name.